Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 Pale Podcast. You hear the wind blowing out there, gentlemen? You hear that wind blowing? Um, It's horrendous out there. Someone must be manipulating the weather, you know? I get that vibe. Uh, I see what you did there. You see what I did right there? (laughs) All right, how's the audience doing out there? You're joined by myself, Matthew, we have Alex, and we have Sean with us today. Oh, well. We are the the three uh, horse riders of the apocalypse today, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not quite the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but we're the We killed the fourth horseman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we killed the fourth horseman. That's why there's only three of us. Well, there's five altogether. It's a handful of horsemen. That should be a band name. It's a Johnny Cash album. But before we lose everybody in the audience, we'll uh, pop into the old theme of this evening, you know, and that is harp. And weather manipulation. All right. Now, did you guys? Would you guys have an opinion or any uh, any knowledge of this one before rolling in, rolling up to the old uh, research room, the research deck? I mean, my first thought of it was the episode of South Park, the Brown Note. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you hit the right note, you just release your bowels, and everything's gone. Yeah. That was the first thing that popped into my head, but uh, clearly, completely different. <laughs> Actually, actually, it's funny because um, the first time that I heard anything uh, remotely uh, along these lines was the movie uh, Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. Yeah, there's there's a point where you know you know she uh, Julia Roberts is talking to Mel Gibson and he makes a comment about you know. There's going to be an attempt uh, on on the president's life by uh, setting off an earthquake, and he's like, you know, the Secret Service guys can't just throw themselves on an earthquake to uh, protect the president. 
And of course, you know, it's left off as one of the ridiculous um, theories that, you know, he throws out there. And then at the very end, as Julie Roberts is running around trying to save Mel Gibson on the mo- on the TV, it talks about like a sudden earthquake that happened exactly where the president was. I know it, it's it's a movie, but I just thought that was a funny little little thing. Nice little with detail. The, yeah. Uh, some life imitating art there. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, I, I would not be surprised uh, that, you know, it's definitely one of those possibilities out there. Is that why and, they dis- is that why they destroyed Mel Gibson's career? Because he made yes. conspiracy theories. <laughs> yes. Oh, he did yes. that himself. He pulled out that big brave heart sword and took a swipe himself in his career. <laughs> you can't blame nobody else but himself. He had the passion of the Christ to destroy his career and by God he did it. You know, yeah, yeah, passion. Passion. Passion, passion, passion. Moves, moves fucking mountains. You know what I mean? Um, we talk, often talk on this show with, you know, weather manipulation, how it's quite possible that the future of, like you were saying, you know, we got wars, the future of maybe an assassination or something uh, can be done via manipulating the weather. You know, if you, you were able to create, you know, a tsunami, uh, it's really just a little earthquake under the water. If you're able to implant uh, some type of explosive low enough or, you know, change the change the the temperatures of the tides and such can mess with it as well um and you were able to create a tsunami that would wipe out an east coast that held somebody important you wanted dead or you just wanted to make a point you know i I think that the future is stuff like that where you can't exactly point a finger and blame a person or a country for that damage you have to say hey it was a natural disaster it was an act of god which brings all new meaning to natural disasters of the WWF days. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, this is one of those weird ones. That, you know, it sounds very weird, but as you dive deeper into the science of this, it's like, well, because you go, you think, well, how are you going to just, you know, catch wind and figure out a way to, you know, throw it in a different direction, which that's part of it. But you also have the things of, you know, putting, you know, putting heat in a place that shouldn't be, which would cause temperatures to change and such like that. You know what I mean? It's a lot of weird, weird stuff. So, uh, without any further idea, I'll pop up into, uh, HORP and a uh, little things behind HORP. Now, HARP, which uh, stands for high frequency active, uh, or aerial research program. Pretty sure that's how it's done. Uh, you know, it's, it was initiated as an ionosphere research program jointly funded by the U.S. Air Force and the U.S. Navy, the University of Alaska Fairbanks, and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. Um, it was designed and built by BAE Advanced Technologies. Its original purpose was to analyze the, the ionosphere and investigate the potential uh, for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio communications and surveillance as a university-owned facility. HARP is a high-power, high-frequency transmitter used for the study of the ionosphere. Um, BAE Systems, British uh, Multinational Arms, Security and Aerospace Company. Its headquarters are in London, 
Farnborough in the United Kingdom with operations worldwide. Um, the most prominent instrument at HARP is the Ionosphere Research Instrument, the IRA, a high-power radio frequency transmitter, um, which, you know, the, that is an electronic device which produces radio waves with an antenna. The transmitter itself generates a radio frequency alternating uh, current, which is applied to the antenna. Um, you know, faci- faci- the facility, this trans, this, um, this IRA facility operating in the high frequency band. The IRA is used to temporarily excite a limited area of the ionosphere. Other instruments such as VHF and UHF radar, uh, which is, you know, UHF is... Uh, oh, like frequencies, right? Yeah, 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 you got that right. Uh, a flux-get magnotometer uh, is a disogand and ionospheric sounding device, and an induction magnotometer are used to study the physical process that occur in the excited region. So uh, the, the excited, ex- exciting it isn't like the excited you're thinking of, Alex. It's like it's the, <laughs> the, the, the mixing of the, the temperatures and such, I feel. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think we're talking about the same thing here because, you know, when the Earth moves, I get excited, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you were excited by everything then. I wish oh, I could be yeah. as excited. There's a song about that. I wish I could be as excited as you. Um, work on the HARP facility began in 1993. That was a good year. The current working IRA was completed in 2007. Its prime contractor was the BAE Systems Advanced Technologies. As of 2008, HARP has incurred around $250 million in tax-funded construction and operating costs. In May 2014, it was announced that HARP program would be uh, permanently shut down in the later year. After discussion between the party's ownership of the facility and its equipment was transferred to the University of Alaska Fairbanks in August of 2015, Harp is the target of conspiracy theorists who claim that it is capable of weaponizing weather. Commentators and scientists say that the it, that advocates of this theory are uninformed. That's us, gentlemen. As claims made uh, made fall well outside the ability of the facility, uh, if not the scope of natural science. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're just trying to blur it up there. They're uh, them calling them using those those terrible words. I won't hold it against them. Um, they're just trying to protect themselves. It's a weird thing, you know what I mean? I think this could be one of the most you know one of those the most. Uh, possibly, when I think of this, I think of the fucking ghost containment unit in Ghostbusters. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like they they dabble with it, and one day it's leak <clears throat> out all this bad stuff that we don't want to deal with. It's it's emitting the sound that keeps the thing in like hibernation. Yeah, like realistically, those those yeah, crazy. It's craziness. Uh, the history, high frequency, active, uh, all this stuff began in 1990. Ted Stevens. Republican U.S. Senator from Alaska helped win approval for the facility, and construction began in 1993. Now it, ret- it, it moved and then returned to Alaska, too, so it sounds like maybe a, a pet project for Ted, Mr. Ted Stevens. In early 2013, 
Harp was temporarily shut down, awaiting a change between contractors to uh, operate the facility. In July of 2013, Harp program manager James Keeney said Defense Advanced Research Project Agency DARPA is expected on site as a client to finish up some research in the fall of 2013 and winter of 2014. Um, the temporary shutdown was described as being due to a contractor regime change. Um, Atna Incorporated, the Alaskan Native Corporation serving the region of Alaska, where the HARP site is located, was reportedly in talks to take over the facility administration contract for Marsh Creek LLC. Now, it's kind of scary that this goes passes through so many hands, you know what I mean? It's like it was created, and then it's just like, unfortunately, as we know, whoever's got the most money to get it can have it. Um, Scary. In May 2014, the Air Force announced that HARP's program would be shut down later in 2014. While experiments ended in the summer of 2014, the complete shutdown and dismantling of the facility was postponed until at least May of 2015. And in mid-August 2015, control of the facility and the equipment was turned over to the University of Alaska Fairbanks, which is making the facilities available for researchers on a pay-per-use basis. I know you can also go visit the place, too, I believe. I'm pretty sure you can uh, go take it. Like, they'll let you walk through it, and they'll give you like the rundown of it. Which makes you think that that's, you know, when they let that happen, it's usually see the problem somewhere else or it's not, not a problem at all. You know what or I mean? Where all, all of the stuff just been moved. You know, they show you a blank warehouse uh, while they keep everything in the same place they keep the Ark of the Covenant. It's invisible. Maybe <laughs> they, use, they use that weather and they hold it. They hold it fucking two miles in the sky above them and you can never see it. You know what I mean? Maybe it's made out of the same thing as the uh, invisible sculpture a guy sold for like I think eighteen thousand dollars recently. I heard about that. Yeah, and this place makes me think it's like a decoy, if anything. Yeah, like, it, yeah. It, like it's out in the wide open. Like the fucking the College of Alaska now has it. The government can't be hiding anything. Like, yeah, I feel like they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't be get, just handing it over. Unless I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, I, be, I believe the technology could be out there. It's just not at this fucking place. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. It, I, it does have that Area 51 vibe to it where, like, uh, there's that area of land known for something, but supposedly the real deal's close by but not quite there. I believe it. if that was the deal, I'd believe it. You know, and they get all the weird, like, the towers, the, the antenna towers and stuff. It's a real weird vibe. And beams, they have, like, beams that go up. Yeah, uh, like locals say they can constantly, like when the harp goes off, they do like the 30 second stint of the sound or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like the neighbors can say they can hear like a little hummings coming from it, like neighboring towns and shit. So, you know, you're going to get paranoia from that, like immediately. You don't, unexpected sound starts popping up out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, that hum, they can feel the energy around them. And it's like the power lines effect, you know what I mean? Nobody in. You're not supposed to live under power lines. Yeah, it gives off EMF. Yeah, I wonder if it, I wonder if it does give off EMF because that would like it could put you in like a fear cage. Oh yeah, make you scared. Oh for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you're right on that, and it probably it probably does. I mean, 
it's sending off something, you know, it's, it's like the dog whistle. We're not hearing it, but something's hearing it. Like you yeah. were saying earlier where it's called, it could be keeping something at bay, uh, which is a horrifying thought, but possible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, another possibility is it could be under the, um, same kind of, uh, bl- uh, system as kind of, um, I, I forget the name of the, of, uh, I think I don't think it's the. It might be the butterfly effect, where you know, like a uh, butterfly flaps its wings here, and a, a tsunami mm-hmm. happens, like you know, in yeah. in, in another er- yeah, in another area. And the thing is, this humming thing. It could be something like that, where you know, right near where you are, the humming just you know comes up as annoying, you know, little thing, and uh, but it's. Because of that, it like builds up and it's causing like an earthquake over in Kuwait or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, I mean, the thing is with this. Um, first of all, I would not put it past uh, the government to go in and delve into uh, all these possibilities. The only reason I think that they might either stop funding or put it in the back burner is I. The, the question I have is whether they would have the, uh, the ability to actually control it uh, specifically. I mean, the thing is, it's, if, if, if they can figure out the science and all that to make a tsunami, okay, my question is whether, you know, I mean, if, if they want to, if they can control the tsunami to, like, they can create it, but the question is, how how much control they actually had on where it hits? I mean, that's that's the thing I think that might actually be an issue where they experimented and figured out that they could do some of this, but you know, when you're dealing with dealing with like weather and all that, weather is unpredictable. Okay, even in the wow. best of circumstances. Yeah, and even if they figure out the you know the cheat code, so to speak, to you know, figure out how to manipulate, create tornadoes and all that. The question is, when they get the tornado or the tsunami created, how much control do they actually have on where it hits? I mean, yeah. that's that's what I would think that might have, have been an issue with that. Yeah, they can create it, but they might not have enough control to make sure it does exactly what they want it to do. Yeah, I mean, that would be a reason for it to pass through so many hands as well. You know, let's say a group of scientists get in there or whatever, and they, they're doing their tests, and they do an attempt, and it crashes down on some school in Peru or something, you know what I mean? And they go, oh, fuck. And because yeah. of that, they go, I want to wipe my hands clean of this, and then the research stops. And then there's another group of scientists that pick up the torch and run with it, you know, later. It's probably something like that. And then they have yeah. their issue, and for whatever reason, they – they have guilt over it or they just know that they don't want it to eventually be uncovered on their name. And people know that they were involved in this thing. So they dip out of it. And then, you know, some new people come in and maybe new faces is a way of keeping it maybe more secretive in a way, which sounds weird that you, more people seeing it, but if more people are seeing it in smaller increments, you know what I mean? Like if you have somebody deal with it for five years, they'll have a, lot, a bit more to tell where if you have somebody come in for, you know, two weeks at a time, they're only going to kind of be able to talk about that one little detail that they were there for, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. D come, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, 
whole splitting up of, you know, the need to know, you know, not that only people, certain people are allowed to see certain parts of the picture and no one except like the real high up see the entire picture. Yeah, there's no other organization maybe outside of the police that hold that that hold that 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 position of power very high that they're like if they know something you they're they not telling you that's just the way yeah. it is no way jose so like that it's a, that's power within itself you know what i mean knowledge is power um the hop the heart project directs 3.6 mw signal you know what i mean mw is uh watts in a unit power of radiant flux uh, and the 2.8 slash 10 megahertz region of the HF, which is high frequency band, into the ionosphere, uh, the signal. And for anybody that don't know what the ionosphere is, real quick, uh, is the the ion the ionized part of Earth's upper atmosphere. Um, you know, a region that includes the thermosphere and parts of the mesosphere and the exosphere. You know what I mean? Uh, the ionosphere is ionized by solar radiation. So it's like, uh, I believe it's the middle ground between like space and us, right? Something like that. Anybody know that? I think that's the, it's like the, the, it's like where you lose the, the part of losing oxygen and all that stuff. Maybe. Who knows? That's Who knows way, way, way out of my grasp of knowledge. Yeah. Yes. I, at one point, I re- at one point I knew during research I had the answer to that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, this signal may be pul- uh, be pulsed or continuous. You know, what I mean, that can go back with what the people were hearing the hums and stuff. You can either have the continuous hum, or it could have like the mm, you know pulses of it, which I pulses. I do. What would drive you crazy quicker? That's a question for you. Uh, uh, Stopping and then going, stopping, going, or just continuous uh, hum or whatever it may be. And we talked, we talked about uh, a couple episodes about how like hum, the frequencies and low volume sounds and stuff like that could be used as a weapon where you get a phone call or something. Yeah, um, you get catch a heart attack or brain aneurysm over it. Um, in the same sense of just being out in public and hearing. Hearing those noises, you know what I mean, and having the same uh, same effect on you. Um, effects of the transmission in any recovery period can be examined using associated instrumentation, including VHF and UHF radars, um, high frequency receivers, and optical cameras. According to the HARP team, this will advance the study of basic natural processes that occur in the ionosphere under the natural but much stronger influence of solar interaction. HARP also enables studies of how the natural ionosphere affects radio signals. You know, radios, I think they said for, they were try, attempting radio. It was a radio thing. Yeah, they wanted to like transmit the subs, right? Yeah. So, like, that's their little deal. I, mean, I wonder if that was actually reality and it, and it evolved or if it, that was just a cover-up from the get-go. Those little things on the top of the ground, like yeah. the antenna field, mm-hmm. those are literally just the tips of the antenna. The hive goes way down below. Really? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's very interesting because that would be 
That would make sense because you figure the deeper into the earth you get, the more uh, more control over the ground you'd have, so to mm. speak. It's weird, and that uh, our Earth, man, is fucking it's scary. You know, you got these sinkholes popping up and stuff. That there's really no rhyme or reason. There's just all of a sudden this gigantic gaping hole uh, in your backyard. And I'm not talking Alex's ass. I'm talking uh, on a Friday <laughs> hey, don't, night. Don't you talk about my ass man. on a Friday night, Buster. Um, but yeah, like you, you hear about these weird things where people in their cars or whatever, and then all of a sudden they're just fucking buried or they're in water. Yeah. I've seen one recently that filled up with water. Um, that's horrifying. That's horrifying. So, like, you go under and that is just... And it just fills with water. <laughs> Kaplooey. And even, like, without the water, like, the it's 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 like tremor-like almost where it just sucks you into the dirt. Yeah, getting eaten up by the earth. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, the insights gleaned at HARP will enable scientists to develop methods to uh, mitigate these effects to improve the reliability or performance of communication and navigation systems, which would have a wide range of both civilian and military uses. You know, the 5G was kind of an issue they were talking about a lot which uh, re- recently, which was also a cell phone issue um, in frequencies like this. That and the uh, smart meters that go on people's houses now. Yeah, what's the smart meter thing? Same thing, same premise. Yeah. But now they're just on your house. Closer. Yeah. Closer to your sleeping bed. Yeah. Uh, such as an increased accuracy of GPS, not to be confused with the Ray Booten short film, navigation advances in underwater and underground research and applications. This may lead, among other things, to improve the methods for submarine communication or an ability to remotely sense and map the mineral content of the terrestrial subsurface uh, and perhaps underground complexes of regions of countries. Mm. It's almost like they're looking for that underground uh, Atlantis. The current facility lacks, uh, lacks range to be used in regions like the oil-rich Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what? This was around the time of uh, Saddam. Yeah, this is the time we were, we were trying to get go over there. Yeah, almost the plot th- the plot thickens a little bit. If we're going to talk about Middle East, maybe I'll throw in a, a, a question for you, gentlemen, that I had. You know, you know, Middle East. When I think of the Middle East, unfortunately, one of the things I think of around this time is nine eleven. Of course. Now, there's a lot of theories that people will make that. You know, the 9-11 was a controlled demolition type thing. Any of you guys, you know, subscribe to that thought? Ugh. I heard that grumbly. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's a weird one, I know, because people die and you don't want to say that something's not happening until you have real proof. Yeah. People lost their lives. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard something like that. But my question is this. If you would have subscribed to the idea that the Twin Towers coming down was controlled demolition, would you also subscribe to the idea that maybe that could have been a weather-manipulated thing where maybe they they dropped, if you were to drop a gigantic gust of wind on a paper, like a paper card, the way it felt, or some type of tornado-type vibe? Because you figure that the, the only way you see a tornado is when it has the debris blown around in it, when it's not wind. So if you didn't have that debris, it'd almost be invisible. So what's you guys' take on something, maybe not even the Twin Towers, because we'll be respectful, you know, we don't know. Um, but in a situation of blowing up a building, which I do, they, there is notes um, that in 1992, there was an article in Popular Mechanics 
where your heart blew up a Volkswagen from 200 miles away. I don't know if you guys tapped into that, but um, mm-hmm. that was an interesting thing. And um, it blew up. Uh, uh, supposedly, they the, 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 the space shuttle, there was a space shuttle that people thought that fucking, um, you know, they... They they had an they, they, they that the space shuttle they were kind of going at um, and tsunamis they think of course but what do you guys think of that like that 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 controlled demolition idea of weather manipulation? I mean it it, it clearly could play into like I wouldn't say the twin tower scenario. There's I feel like that's a bit far stretched, but uh, yeah. like yeah, I mean absolutely thinking about like. Um, you know, actually having the ability to take a gust of wind and push a plane down, that would throw everything off in the plane. The guys wouldn't be able to recover. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it kind of makes you wonder where, hey, you got a gentleman like a Kobe Bryant or something, you know, and not to go too deep into See, that. No, one. no, no. See, that that actually feels way more plausible. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I think me and Sean, I don't know if me and the Hawkman ever talked about this, but I think me and Sean talked about the, the theory behind the Kobe Bryant thing where he was in the middle of suing a big pharma company. Yeah. 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 We, we, we did talk we about We talked about that. Cool. Yeah. When we uh, did like, you know, uh, what you might have missed in quarantine, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We did uh, talk about that. And, and the thing is, like I said earlier, um, I would not extend as a possibility. Right. The only thing is, um, like I said before, is how how with because I mean weather is is a very um, kind of wild card, unpredictable nature within itself. Well, yeah, how, but they, they're manipulated. That's the, this whole episode yeah, yeah, on how they're manipulated. Yeah, yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is yeah. that that while. I would not put past them trying to manipulate. The yeah. thing is that how successful they are in like like pinpointing the exact thing. I mean, if they can, yeah. I mean, if they need to wipe someone out, I mean, natural disaster, even like you said, with Kobe Bryant, a gust of wind, you know, uh, it'll send them down and no one's the wiser. But uh, the only only uh, questionable thing I have is whether the, the 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 ability of having enough control over the weather that you've controlled uh, that you have control of uh, will hit exactly what you want it to hit, and that's why I think that the possibility of you know maybe them not you know pursuing it as much I think that might be an issue. I mean yeah. I just. Just with what I know, I just don't think that the control is there. I can see people willing to put money in and trying to use it for that. I just don't think that we've at the point of being able to control it enough. Yeah. That's why I think that, that, you know, they, you know, kind of put it more on the back burner at this point. I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I agree that I, I think you're right with the control of it. Like, I know that the, I, I feel they're tr- probably trying to control it, but it's very hard to control. Yeah, yeah. Be- because, I mean, one of the things is um, I forget when when I uh, – there was an article uh, ab- uh, about, you know, like weathermen, okay? 
about them trying to track weather. And we got all these satellites, we got all these things trying to track weather and, and, and be as, as close. But uh, the thing I read that no matter how much um, uh, schooling you have, how much satellites and all that, weather can change on a dime. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they could like try to, you know, let's say aim a hurricane at Florida and then, you know, it just, you know, ends up missing and hits, you know, another uh, location totally away from where they wanted to hit. Because like I said, I mean, weather's unpredictable. Right. Uh, and, and the article I was saying is that no matter how close they try to be, uh, the weatherman's never going to be a hundred percent accurate because anything can, you know, come up and change it. And that's why I think that, you know, while I wouldn't put it past the government or other governments trying to harness that power for their own needs and wants, the only question is whether, you know, they can actually do it to a point where they can control it to do exactly what they want instead of using it like, you know, using a comic book reference, the Hulk, just, you know, toss them in, in the middle of and cause havoc and just don't care what happens. And if they want to make a statement like, you know, oh, we're going to wipe out half of this country, then something like that I can see them doing because of the massiveness of the weather itself and not trying to be like a surgical instrument. I mean, whether I consider more of like, you know, more of a big, broad, you know, um, you know, bruiser slap than a, a, a meticulous scalpel. I, re- I just don't think that we're at the point where they can say, oh, I want that building down and just pinpoint it so that only that building falls down, not, you know, half a city block around that building. Yeah. I mean, I mean... Like I said, I mean, I don't know, but I just don't think that we're at the technology where we could do that. I mean, if the government says, hey, I want that building down and I don't care if we wipe out, you know, like uh, the entire city block, then, yeah, I think we might be able to, you know, do that with our technology. But I just don't think we're that surgical with that at this point. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, and I don't know the official official, so I'll agree with you. Again, I wouldn't be blown away if we did have that surgical, and it wasn't, you know, it was just used for certain things. You know, I'm sure they're working towards it, for sure, because... Well, yeah, I'll go with that they're definitely working towards it. I just doubt where they are exactly in their ability to control that. Yeah, you know, the, the 9-11 take on it is weird. Uh, and I, I know I said it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's weird. It's one of those things where, I don't know, you know. It, you know, that whole thing's weird. We'll do a big – I got a book that I got to read, and then we're going to do a big episode on that. I'm going to invest my money. You might get us canceled on that one. <laughs> we haven't been canceled yet. We ain't going to be ever canceled, Holmes. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, S.A. Um, the project was originally funded by the Office of Naval Research and jointly managed by the ONR. 
an Air Force Research Laboratory with principal involvement of the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Many of the U.S. University and the educational institutions were involved in the development of the project and its instruments. Namely, University of Alaska Fairbanks, of course, which is like the home team. They love that. Uh, Stanford University, big one. Penn State, another huge. Boston College, they're repping us good boys. UCLA, Clemson University, Dartmouth College, Cornell University. Cornell's now where uh, Dr. Bill Cosby went. Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable was a Cornell dude. Um, John Hopkins University, University of Maryland, College Park, University of Massachusetts, Amherst. A lot of mass up in here. Mass does play yeah, a part. Yeah, there's a lot on the East Coast too. Yeah, there's all the mass does play a part uh, with the pat the patent for this uh, in a little bit. Uh, MIT Polytechnic Institute of New York University, Virginia Tech. We've heard that name in the media before. In the University of Tulsa, the project specifications were developed by the universities, who continued to play a major role in the design of future research efforts. Yeah, like Sean said, there's a lot of um, mass stuff in there. Um, now, when it comes to, you know, patents here, you know, Pat, we got this gentleman, uh, Bernard Eastland, who is a very interesting dude. He was an American physicist who received his BS, not bullshit, but his <laughs> Bachelor of Science in Physics from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT and his Ph.D. in physics from Columbia University uh, in New York. In 1970, he received a Special Achievement Certificate from the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission for co-invention of the fusion torch, uh, which is a technique for utilizing the high-temperature plasma of a fusion reactor to break apart other materials and convert them into a few reusable and saleable elements. It was invented in 1968 by our boy Bernard Eastland. Um, crazy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So uh, this dude, but this dude, he was uh, attended MIT, like we said before. Um, in 1974, Eastland left the USAEC and co-founded Fusion Systems Corporation, which focused on ultraviolet-based curing technology with applications in the packaging and manufacturing industry. Fusion Systems technology was used for fast-drying industrial requirements such as labels on Coors beer cans and furniture varnishes. The company sold in 1997 for $193 million dollars. Yeah, in 1979, Easton left Fusion Systems to become Vice President of Energy Research for BDM Corporation. Eastland served as a member of the Board of Directors and also a treasurer, which means he, died, he took care of the money situation, yeah. um, at the Fusion Power Associates. After leaving BDM, Eastland uh, worked for Atlantic Richfield Corporation. In 1987, he founded um, Production Technologies. International Corporation, and in 1996, he founded Eastland Scientific Enterprises Corporation. In 2003, Eastland was awarded the U.S. House of Representatives Certificate of Recognition for Contributions to Homeland Security Technology. So, yeah, that's big. Home, homeland Security, he's a, he's a big player over there. Um, you know, he's, uh, his, you know, uh, 
by uh, first PT took over uh, the patent that was originally introduced by proposed by Nikolai Tesla. Um, the method of apparatus for altering a region in the Earth's atmosphere, the ionosphere, and the magnosphere, described as grand, grandiose, grandiose uh, proposed a 40-mile-square harp-like radio transmitter that used Alaskan natural gas to generate current to create electromagnetic radiation that would excite a section of ionos- the ionosphere. Eastland's patents speculated on possible ramifications and potential future developments, including magnetic surveys, local weather modifications, and missile defense. Eastland later claimed that HARP was built using his patent, pro- uh, prompting conspiracy theorists such as uh, Nick Baji to claim that HARP is capable of secretly controlling the weather. Uh, interesting this. So, yeah, this dude, he, yeah, he kind of took it the ball and run with it. I know that with the patent, he had to, he kept doing it multiple times until he eventually found, like, some weird loophole where they had to let him, uh, you know, clear the patent, so to speak. But Bernard Eastland, I thought, was an interesting character. And he was a dude that was running around patenting a bunch of different things, which was, you know, interesting, to say the least. Um, did we get into how it worked? No. All right. No. So how it works is, uh, aside from the energy production, Dr. Eastland uh, and the military dreamt up a few defensive concepts for the technology. Uh, stabilize the ionosphere during solar flares and natural disturbances to facilitate communication. I've contra- conversely and uh, purposefully disturbed the ionosphere in such ways as to disrupt everyone's communication and yet be able to carry their own communications for military purposes. So they'll be able to blow everybody's circuits out. So you can't talk, you can't call your neighbor, your family, but the military will be able to communicate. That's a scary thought. If when you really think about what that could be for. Mm. Um, Next up, Eastland's global shield in the words of Dr. Nick Bezik uh, could take the pump energy up, using naturally occurring magnetic field lines that surround the earth that run from the South pole to the North pole as wide wave guides. If Ray was here, he knows all about these ley lines. <laughs> uh, so you pump the energy and using the cyclotron resonance and then using them as a waveguide, spin accelerated electrons all the way around. And then as you activated these around the planet, you could also create a shield the idea was intercontinental ballistic missiles entering that field would become disrupted. You'd affect their avionics and be able to disrupt them enough to cause them to malfunction so they couldn't deliver their payloads to the target. So that was, you know, that was to kill off missiles coming over. Maybe it killed off that China missile that went down. Um, like a big old trophy system? Yeah, pretty much. Um, utilizing these kinds of instruments to create friction and burn up any incoming objects from the space, which was that deal. Oh, uh, the comets, which it, the you know the the conf- comets are weird. I think I do think that the end of the world will be a comet. Uh, I, I think that's what'll happen. There, there's there's theories on that and speculation that of how there's things coming towards us that either that we don't. They won't let us know it's coming because how would humanity handle knowing they only had three three years left to existence or something like that? Um, there's that take and, um, you know, just the whole, the whole madness of it all. 
um, over the horizon radar where you would need two of these transmitters. One would create kind of a cold plasma so you could energize an area above the horizon, then be able to use another array and bound the signal or go over the horizon to be able to detect incoming objects. So I think they were going to try, that one was more of a mirror effect. They were trying to create like some weird mirror effect so they could see things coming from the the curve. Mm. Interesting. Um, Artificial EMP by simply increasing power levels. Yeah. Earth penetrating uh, tomography. Um, by taking the high-frequency energy coming off of HARP and pulse it or pump it into the ionosphere, think about it. The frequency being the swing of a hammer. And every time uh, you hit the head of the hammer, that's your pulse rate. So pulsing the, ion- the ionosphere then alters it. That does make sense. From DC to essentially AC. It acts like as a giant broadcast antenna in the sky and sends back a very long wavelength in the ELF range that's based on the pulse rate when utilizing the technology and the capacity, they can even determine underwater or underground structure bases, tunnels, oils, and gas deposits. Very interesting. So they're kind of reading everything throughout, throughout these vibrations. They're getting under underwater, underground, you know, these vibrations, you know, we know them as vibrations and that we're just so common with them and the simplest thing, but it's, uh, these are pretty, the vibrations play a gigantic part of life that people don't even realize. Um, and they also want to try and tap energy from the ionosphere, which would make sense. Very, uh, according to Dr. Nick Nash, the harp arrays are about 20 meters high. The cross cross dipoles are a little less than 10 meters there is a field of 180 antenna. Eventually, there will be 360 um, that pr- produce a radial frequency energy. And that radial frequency energy in the way of the array is configured will create a cyclotron resonance. So if you could visualize this, it would be like kind of a corkscrewing motion of energy moving up into the ionosphere actually focusing or concentrating the energy into a relatively small area, similar to what a laser does with light. The idea is to focus the energy and then manipulate that energy in various ways to create primary and secondary effects in the ionosphere. I mean, I feel, you know, the, the science is there, I feel. You know what I mean? What do you guys think on, like, the science of this, of all the, them trying to do this stuff? No, they, they're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it. It's there. It's crazy. <clears throat> I mean, this shit does exist. It's just how far have they gone with it, you know? Yeah. It's bananas. Be but, like, that scary. EMP shit, that's fucking scary. Shut down all the electronics, got a fire sale. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like, it's weird. That whole thing's weird because it would. And that you think about how. People often will say, you know, imagine what it would be like if we just lost electricity. You know what I mean? You, nobody had internet. You know, banking would go down. You want to be able people, to People, it would be you know sheer I mean? panic, bro. Yeah, yeah it's absolute you, panic. You, yeah. If you can't get, you know, you can't get cash, your card's not working, you can't get cash to eat, get to work with gas and shit, pay your bills, you know what I mean? 
look at the COVID deal. Like if the COVID thing broke out and on top of that, you had a crash of technology, that would have been an issue. Like that would have been a real problem for real. And a, a, a technology crash probably isn't that far away from being a reality where it's probably just one short circuit away from, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, right now they're, they're pushing to get even more stuff online, more things connected with, you know, uh, the internet or, uh, or, I mean, the thing is that, you know, and you look at everything in our life, everything's connected with, you know, I mean, how many of us can say we can go through a day without, you know, needing to, you know, do something on or with technology? And if they can just wipe out, I mean, you got not only are, are, are we talking about bank records and, and money and all that, but also like those in the hospitals, okay? I mean, how many yeah. of them, you know, their entire lives, depending on the machines, you life know, support, constantly, yeah. yeah, life support. I mean, heck, if if you go in and you can, heck, and play around and like turn all the, the traffic lights green and then, you know, shut down all the life support at all the hospitals. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think a lot of people realize how dependent we are on technology. Now, I mean, we can adapt, but I mean, there's so, I mean, right now, just look at like the current generation that grew up with nothing but technology, nothing but the internet. I mean, Matt and I and, 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 uh, Sean, when were you born? 84. 84. Okay, so we're all in the same same ballpark. We all grew up when, you know, technology wasn't as as far advanced. I mean, heck, I remember, you know, I didn't get a computer actually until, you know, I got into college. Yeah. I mean, it was like 93 for me. I didn't get one until like the early 90s. Yeah, I you mean, the thing, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is that you you talk to like any any kid like anyone in like their twenties now, and you're like, well, you know, what would you do if you know your entire uh, computer system, you know, all your technology was taken away, and that you didn't have a lot of them would be like, I don't know what to do. I mean, even now uh, where I work, you have these new kids that can't get off their phone. When I was like working, you know, they're like, you know, no phone policy. But now, yeah, it's, fr- it's frowned upon. Yeah, now everyone's kind of like, well, they can't even, you know, they have to kind of accept kids using their phones for the fact that otherwise the kids will just not come into work. Yeah, I mean that's 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 how I mean our society is like so like tapped in. I'm. I mean, you you got the Matrix where they talk about us being batteries for the machine, but, I mean, the machines already are... <laughs> I mean, when people are talking about, like, making AIs and artificial intelligence, I'm like, dude, I mean, the machines practically run our lives already. Do we really want to give them a brain so they know that what they can do to us? Mm. Well, to go back to that shutdown of society thing, wasn't it, like, Texas last year? They had a, like... They got snow for the first time ever, and like, yeah, and destroyed yeah. them. Like they, they lost. Didn't know, their they didn't know what to do. Their people pipes were bursting. People freaking out. Yeah, like shit, like that. That you know, that's a weather problem, boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
A very unusual weather problem. Very unusual one, you know. Well, well, yeah, but just remember, okay, uh, everything was okay because Ted Cruz went to Cancun. Yeah, and he was because, good. There. And because of that, you know, everything was good, you know. Hell yeah. Well, someone's got to be smiling, right? When everybody Heck else is yeah, crying. <laughs> There's always got to be a winner right here. Yeah, that old thing's bad is if you have a needed reason. A good definition of politicians, that, that whole example is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? What about the fucking, uh, the, that, that, that mayor up in Canada who was caught doing coke? What was that guy's name? Uh, Recently? No, nah, this was a few years back. What, uh, I, I know who, I know who you But he was, about. he was running around with like a bunch of hookers and shit, getting all coked out on the taxpayers' yeah. money and he didn't give a shit. He was just like, whatever, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the thing they it's they live up it's like a rock star like they can do whatever they want when you're like a politician you know ground level towny politicians kind of you know those are kind of the only politicians i feel that actually might want to change something it's like the little towny small ones and they don't uh, let they're you waiting advance. to get their greedy hands on yeah. something they're if waiting want, for this shot if you want to advance to that upper appalanche of uh of, uh, of politician, like yes, you got to be evil. I think to really, yeah. you got you got to be able to look at a starving person that's looking to you for help and be like, "How about you give me your clothes that you're wearing, and then you can freeze to death too." You know, that's like a politician. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, that is, I mean, not just, but it's just anyone in power, anyone with money, anyone yeah. in the one percent. Okay, that okay. is how they look down on. Us. Okay, I mean it's it's a fact. I mean the thing is, is the, the best you can hope for is someone who who wants to make people think that they are good, so they you know post these benefits, they throw a little money towards. But I mean the thing is, <clears throat> when you have people that are in such a power, so uh, kind of divided away from the rest of us, mm. I mean. That's why I always laugh when you have, like, you know, these extremely wealthy people, whether they're politicians, whether they're, you know, uh, business tycoons, when they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. All, all you need to do is, like, uh, you know, work hard and, and, and uh, organize your money. You'll be fine. It's like, yeah, then why is it you guys are getting these huge tax breaks? And when, you know, the shit hits the fan, okay, you need the government to bail your ass out uh, because you guys can't seem to keep your companies floating during, you know, this hard time. But then look down at us for, you know, us struggling, trying to put food on the table. I mean, it's like, really? That's the bullshit. I think as politicians, they, they one of the first tricks is kind of pulling yourself out of humanity in a way where, like, they – they block off their emotion and their guilt and stuff. And they almost have to, because like you, it's, it's a weird world, you know, as you see, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's crazy, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's one of those, I wouldn't even want the job. Who would want the job of being a politician? I mean, it's outside of the perks, you know what I mean? Which is why they do it. They go out that you're a politician. You go out to a restaurant, you're not paying for dinner. It's like you're a celebrity, you know what I mean? Politics in the last 10 years have went from, 
something that nobody cared about to something that if you don't care about, they look, give you an awkward eye. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's funny because, um, I, I don't quote me on this, but I, I think, thanks. I yes. think, um, I think it, it might have been John Adams, uh, or, or someone around that time period. I could have sworn had a quote where they said that if a politician like a, a, if a politician was, you know, becoming rich, they were obviously a crook. Because the thing is that, I mean, you, the reason politicians become so rich is because, well, it's illegal for someone like us to do, like, insider training, uh, trading. It's totally legal for them. So, I mean, that's where they get the money. They... Then they get in, and then they can play around with the uh, laws and find loopholes for them to, you know, swindle more and more money out of this. True. I mean, it's a big con game. It's a big shell game that they play. Shell game, turtles in a half shell. Turtle power. Turtle power, kid. So we'll, we'll get a little bit of deep. I'm gonna. I'm running to the bathroom real quick, guys. All right, cool beans. I'm going to um, I'm going to get a little deeper into the weather control uh, and the manipulation aspect of things. Not nah, I mean, wow. so everybody. Uh, I'm pull sorry up that we uh, if we got off topic. No, no, no worries. Everybody, pull up a, a, a pillow and a blanket. It's story time. Uh, I'll All take right. a nap then. <laughs> All right. So some scientists have issued warnings that in the future, an advanced technology of electromagnetic weapons will be able to control the weather. You know, conspiracy researchers state that those dire predictions of weather manipulation have already been realized. You know, I think it's like we've been talking about today. I think it's been building towards, you know, but uh, here we go. The big new Brzezinski who served as a national security director under President Jimmy Carter, one of the most beloved presidents, as founder of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, you know about the FEMA camp, and as a first director of David Rockefeller uh, Trilateral Commission, has described control of the weather as a key element of strategy in future wars. In his book, Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technotronic Era, 1976, that could be a good read, uh, Brzezinski writes that he the advanced technology of electromagnetic psychotronic weapons will make, available uh, will make available to leaders of major nations a variety of techniques for conducting secret warfare, of which only a bare minimum of the security forces need to be apprised. Um, the button. Our boy Bernard Eastland, inventor of the harp, um, made it no secret that his device had the capacity to modify weather. As an example, he said that it was possible to alter the upper atmosphere and wind patterns by constructing one or more plumes of atmospheric particles, which will act as a lens or focusing device. Such moving plume, Eastland explained, could serve as the means for focusing a vast amount of sunlight on selected portions of the Earth. Even further, such plumes uh, could be formed to serve the same functions as nuclear devices, without actually having to detonate such a device. 
You know what I mean? In 1990, the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory of the Office of Naval Research began to construct their HARP facility approximately eight miles north of Gakona, Alaska. The Alaskan site was chosen because Alaska is the only state in the Oriole region. In addition, the ionosphere over the HARP facility can be characterized as mid-latitude or polar depending on how active the sun is. And according to the official website, www.harp.alaska.edu, the high-frequency transmitter and the scientific observation instruments require a quiet, a quiet electromagnetic location. So they need, you know, they need it to be quiet, which kind of makes sense, you'd think, for something is something as delicate as the weather and such like that. As the, when you get it up roaring and go, going heavy, I'm sure it's a monster to deal with. But in the beginning, I'm sure it's a very small. When it starts, it's very small. You know what I mean? Small vibration that eventually you'll fit. You'll, you might maybe you'll hear it, then you'll feel it in your feet, then your knees will be knocking, then you're trying to keep your balance, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like a feeling well, of vertigo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the thing is that uh, a lot of a big bad shit ends up uh, starting small. So never underestimate something. That's what that they say about food poisoning. That's like food poisoning. Okay. Starts a small fucking you're eating a fish fish fried fish fucking thing, finger nugget diggle, and now you're dead. Now you're all fucking dead. The person the personnel at Harp insists that their program is completely unclassified, that the facility will not affect the weather, that it cannot create a hole in the ionosphere, that it does not transmit signals in the ELF frequency, and that it is not designed to be an operational system for military purposes. It's funny because they, they have they, they admitted to it being military purposes of like blanking everybody out while the military communicates, but so they just kind of, I feel like they just kind of lied right there because they said that they do military it up, but now they're saying no because they're, they're they're thinking in the way of you know we're not mili- we're not sending over fucking gusts of bomb winds to blow people up, but they are using it for the military for communication. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the thing is that uh, oh, they're, they're they're trying to say oh yeah well don't worry we're, we're only using it this way and we're only using it on the 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 the, uh, the bad people. We're not gonna we won't do it you know to our own people. No, that would just be wrong. You've heard that before. We've heard that those those words said before. Yeah, before I mean, killing their own people. Yeah, I mean, they're, the not, thing, yeah. they're not even trying to reword it though. I know. Yeah, that's just bad. Like it's not for the military, but we're using it for the military. Yeah, that's well, what they think of the people. We're, we're using it for the military, but we're not killing people with it. We're just using it so we can kill people with it. We're not using it as the weapon. We're using it so we can use our weapons without any interference. I get it. See, you see, uh, yeah. See, Although, it's military double talk, man. Military that's what it's talk. all about. First, they're saying, dude, "Come with dude, us, we'll dude, you dude, We're not going to use a tornado to, you know, go through and and kill the hideout, but we're going to, you know, uh, make sure that they can't communicate. So. They can't hear us as we, you know, come around and, you know, flank them and then, you know, put two in the back of their heads. So, you know. Woo! Hog, you got beef. I don't got beef. I'm just saying that's how 
How it's coming across. They say they say sometimes in a situation like that, they'll come in and they'll they'll promise you college, but then if you die on a they won't pay you the full week <laughs> if you die on a Saturday. You know what uh, I mean? That's what I heard, unfortunately. Um Okay, um, the department, they, they concede there's obvious, uh, obvious Department of Defense interest in understanding that the ionosphere affects on communication and navigation systems. Conspiracy theorists are convinced that there is much more going on in the HARP facility than the Air Force and Navy would like to admit, and they are not alone in their suspicions. Dr. Rosalie Bertel confirmed that U.S. military scientists are working on weather systems as potential weapon. In her, bo- in her book, Planet Earth, the Latest Weapon of War, Dr. Bertel warns that electromagnetic weapons have the power to transmit explosive and other effects, such as earthquake induction across interna- intercontinental distances to any selected target site on the globe with force levels equivalent to nuclear explosions. Former French military officer Mark Filterman stated uh, his conviction that by the early 1980s, both the United States and the Soviet Union had already mastered the signs to unleash sudden climate changes such as hurricanes and droughts. Makes sense. Makes sense. Many researchers are certain that the military and or New World Order, Illuminati, are utilizing Nikolai Tesla's discoveries in harp technology and in other weather control devices. Tesla's electronic and electromagnetic breakthroughs were never fully realized because they were judged too futuristic and sensitive by the scientific establishment of its time. Tesla believed that some of his inventions could manipulate the weather even to the point of controlling earthquakes. He once boasted that one of his power vibrators, well, I'll leave that for everybody's imagination, <laughs> could shake down the is empire. Is it like a butt plug size? Maybe. Yeah, they, all I know is it could shake down the empire state buildings. That sounds like a good time, huh? Ooh. Tesla was confident that the frequency on his resonant vibrator could pass through the earth <laughs> with almost no loss of energy <laughs> and that such an invention be used with deadly effect <laughs> in warfare. He would have gave it a different name if he knew the future, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> see, 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 this is what happened, okay? They were trying to use that, uh, use that for, you know, uh, one thing, but they found they could be used for something else. I guess For pleasuring so. the misses. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, That'd he realized that he couldn't pl- uh, pleasure her, so he's like, hey, this is a cool little device that Maybe this will help you through those, you know, long nights without me. <laughs> Tesla's a weird, interesting dude where, like, he had a lot of those groundbreaking things and they killed him. If I remember correctly, he mysteriously died. Um, and it might have been around the Harp deal where, like, he was there. And then his hotel room, all his papers were stolen out of his, ho- his hotel room when they, when, they go, when they went to go get his body. I remember hearing something like that. Hey, hey Matt. Yeah. Matt. Uh, yeah, you ever heard? Uh, 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 you know what they call a Tesla when it's stolen? What? An Edison. Hey, hey. <laughs> too soon, too soon, too soon. Uh, if, <laughs> if, if the if the vibrator were able to build <laughs> to be built large enough, Ooh, uh, it could be a that, big one for this. I one. know that deadly deadly effects. He says, "Woo, you should see the effects." Oh yeah. Uh, 
I'll be shaking all around, man. My legs are shaking. It could transmit mechanical vibrations through the earth that could literally split the planet in half. Ooh, it's splitting me in half right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you got to wonder, you know, with these, when Sean said those things went into the earth, that's why I believed them. Because I was like, that makes sense. It just—it's just what I picture, like right away. Like it's a front, like the top Maybe of it's not on something. The top of it's not covered. It's not guided by shit. It's all underneath. That makes a lot of sense, though. That's why it's believed. I, I could very well be reality. I, so, I stand next to that. So, so the question I have is: so how deep does it go? Oh my! <laughs> so I wonder if there's like a when when that, when the elite don't want nobody around anymore, they just hit that button. It, it nukes the, the whole fucking world, goes into a big sinkhole into the into lava. Well, somebody just ends up tripping real quick and bumping their head. Yeah, and it's a wrap. And that's a wrap for him. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Thomas Bearden, a well-known n- nuclear engineer and Tesla researcher, has said that the Tesla magnifying transmitter, the TMT, can literally send energy waves through anything. The TMT is capable of setting up a standing wave that feeds off the molten core of the planet. Then by changing the frequency, it reaches up to the atmosphere and can alter jet streams and weather flow patterns by ionizing the air. The TMT could cause massive weather changes over large areas of the Earth. Other researchers point out that one of Tesla's principal goals was to collect the sun's energy and that was stored in the Earth's atmosphere. In his experiments, he had noted that the planet's atmosphere tends to collect a lot of charge from the electrons entering the North Pole region and protons entering the South Pole region. Tesla believed that the scientists could harness this charge. They would have access to almost unlimited clean electric power, free free from coal or gas emissions, and eliminating the hazards associated with nuclear energy power plants. I think we found out why he just died. I think we found out why he was killed. (laughs) Um, On the other side of the coin, uh, if scientists working for the New World Order were to harness the sun's energy collected um, in the atmosphere, the enormous power could also be used to control weather to determine uh, the detriment of other than the elite. Entire regions of the Earth could be destroyed with flooding, earthquakes, drought, endless freezing winters, and infermentable scorching summers. Now, the drought thing's interesting because the drought thing could be a manipulation from food companies to bring up the price of food. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. They can then then now that 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 you know gallon of milk you're paying three dollars for, you're now paying twenty dollars for. Because there's a shortage. Sorry, guys. Shortage. You know? I'm buying my own cow, bro. Yeah, that's the uh, way to do it. I'm going to stop milking almonds. <laughs> Almond milk's the future anyways. The um... Well, hey, what can I say? Sometimes it's uh, it's uh, fun, uh, you know, just getting the, uh, the milk from its source, if you know what I mean. You know, the earth to be destroyed with flooding. Scary, scary thought. The water's rising, you know. Earthquakes. Um, droughts, endless freezing winters. You know, they say some people speculate that the end of the actual humanity in the world will either be the, the scorching summers, the sun getting so close that it just dries everything up and burns us, or going into another ice age. You know what I mean? Which either is all way, weather. we're doomed. <laughs> These are all weather things, you see. Yeah. That could be brought on by them playing with the weather and breaking something that they can't fix. You know what I mean? 
which is horrendous. Um, we've been cruising and for bruisings. Here we're going. So uh, I think we're going to take this next little segment is what we're going to do is we're going to roll through some of the theories that people have on on the harp. Um, we kind of dabbled a little bit throughout the show, but we'll hit them directly this time around. And it'll be, if I remember correctly, there's a scientific explanations to these theories as well as the conspiracy theory. And um, I'll read both and we can, anybody want to add we could add our opinion on such things. You know what I mean? So, all right. The high frequency, you know, it's jointly managed by the Air Force. We know about that in the Naval Research Program. Um, began in 1990, and uh, the site's located, you know, officially in, in, in Alaska. Alaska is the spot, as we know, because it's quiet and uh, nobody bothers them there. It's one of their deals. Yeah, no one cares about Alaska. You know, when they get all these weird places in the desert, you think that there's a, they, they have weather manipulation to make sure that they stay deserts and that maybe uh, it, that never gets moist enough to really build on them because there's stuff under the sand, maybe. To take on hmm. something like that. What type of stuff under the sand? Stargates. Ooh. Ooh, we went to the I know, like ancient, ancient alien technologies. Yes, yes, yes. I could, well, yeah, you get the monoliths popping up everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like, you know, this Earth, it's, it's a big place, of course, but it's not that big when you, think, when you really think about it to the point where, like, weather's different in so many different places, you know what I mean? You, mm. you got to take Massachusetts. Uh, we've had days where I've talked to people in Massachusetts where it was downpouring in my neck of the woods and sunny in their neck of the woods. And yeah. they're, not, they're less than an hour away. Yeah. So, like, I always find it weird that places so close could have such different changes in weather, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the thing is, I was thinking since you yeah, bring it up about uh, – them having special places where they're hiding, you know, this probably the best place actually, I mean, it would be like in the oceans or something like that. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, if you sit down and think about it, most of the earth is nothing but water. There's, there's sections of, of, of the oceans that no, Met a person has ever you know even sailed across. That's how extensive it is. Plus, also if you want to manipulate like hurricanes and uh, tsunamis and those kind of things, I, I mean honestly, I would expect probably tunneling into like one of the big trenches of on on in in the uh, in the oceans or something would probably be a good place to start. I, yeah. I mean that's that's what I would think. And plus, also you can get away. I mean, if if you know a good uh, location that's off of like the shipping outs and all that, you can get away with spending months, years, you know, manipulating and doing experiments no one will ever know about because right. you're so off the beaten path. It's true. Yeah. That is true. So they got you know some like some frequently asked questions about harp. We got you know what the harp people will tell you. We got what conspiracy folks will say, and then we'll we'll add our little two cents to it. 
So first up, you know, the question is, you know, is HARP capable of, of affecting the weather? The scientist of, of HARP will tell you that HARP will not affect the weather. The energy transmitted will be uh, negligible and easily absorbed into the trioposphere or the ionosphere, the two levels that produce the planet's weather. The ionosphere is continuously replenished as the sun's radiation interacts with the highest levels of, Earth, of Earth's atmosphere. Um, the theorists would say that HARP will boil the, uh, boil the upper atmosphere. It is an advanced model of an ionospheric heater. HARP is the test run for a super powerful radio wave beaming technology that raises areas of the ionosphere by focusing a beam and heating those areas electro- electromagnetically waves then bounce back to Earth, penetrating everything living and dead. I'd probably have to slide, side with the theorists on that one. I mean, the yeah, that's uh, that sounds uh, that actually sounds like yeah, possible. I mean, they're trying to say that what they're doing will cause nothing, but uh, I don't know, man. Do all, all the stuff they're doing concentrated like, energy when you were talking about it doing in the pulses. Like yeah. after a while, hitting something is going to cause some sort of heat, right? Right. And then exactly. that energy's got to go somewhere, direct right back down to something. Up and it's like if you're hitting it with you hitting it with pulses of heat reminds me kind of like radiation when people get radiation done for sickness they mm. hit you with it I mean it's bad for you but they give you the hit and then give you some more then give you some more give you some more that ain't no good I feel like just sending those vibes in there who who's who's to know what it is and it's you know it's frequencies and stuff so. People don't really, I don't think they really dive deep into the importance of frequencies, but everything's a frequency. Um, yeah, they're, they're just trying to cover their ass, cover their gaping holes out back. Hmm. Um, how long do the effects of the ionospheric heating remain? Um, you know, the, the, the scientists would let you, the ionosphere is a turbulent medium that is always being either stirred up or renewed by the sun. Artificially induced effects are quickly eliminated. Depending on the height of the ionosphere where the effect is produced, in less than a second to ten minutes, visualize a fast-moving stream. The momentary ripples are quickly lost in the rapidly moving water, and within a few feet are undetectable. So I don't know. That's all. That's like almost. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to hear. I don't know if I believe, but that's what I want to hear from the old scientists. Um, they're kind of just saying that everything happens so quickly that no matter what you throw in there, it's just gonna. It doesn't matter. But we're, they're just talking about the ripples. They should be talking about where that that what what's in the water. You know where that rock ends up going. They just say, "Oh, the ripples yeah. go away," yeah. but yeah. whatever they throw out there is still there doing whatever. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is that when you are stirring up uh, any kind of energy and all that, the energy has to go somewhere. Now, right. I guess, I mean, the thing is, and the question is, how much energy they're putting out, and where's the energy going? I mean, saying that, oh, it just dissipates and nothing happens, I got a little issue with that for the fact that I. Uh, Something happens, okay? The question is whether it's a small thing or a big thing. Mm. And especially since they're making these, you know, experiments, the question is what is the end result? And since 
they are saying, oh, yeah, we do this and nothing really happens. It's like something happens. The only question is, I mean, if if you're downplaying it so much, mm-hmm. I mean, something's shady going on because right. I mean, when you're playing with energy, the energy has to go somewhere. The only question is how much and what what is the result. I mean, and the fact that they're like, oh yeah, it just disappears. It's like it's almost like you know. Uh, Trump saying, oh, the coronavirus is going to miraculously disappear. No, the coronavirus is still here, okay? The energy isn't going to miraculously disappear. It's going to go somewhere. The question is, what's the effect? And yeah. if if they're saying, oh, there's no effect, I mean, any good scientist would be like, there's an effect. It's either big or small, but there's an effect, yeah, and I think that they would think out their, they would like heavily think out their answer. And the thing with the, the dropping a stone, the analogy they gave, I think is weird because, yeah, like I said, like you drop the stone and yeah, the waves will get rid of it, but yeah. that stone is still but sinking. But the stone is still there. The still stone, there. And it's going mean, to sink. It's going to sink to the bottom and it's going to cause an earthquake and a tsunami. That's what that stone does, gentlemen. Um, the theorists have a little explanation, too. They also say plumes of atmospheric particles could act as a lens or focusing layer and scorch some areas of the planet. Ozone levels in the atmosphere could be uh, artificially increased and concentrated in specific areas. You know, I agree with the theorists again on that one. And they bring up something that I don't think they, we've brought up before. Is scorching is if you have these things floating around closer to the sun than we are in this heat, this very hot sun. And if we it was able to mirror, you know, and shine and, and almost show laser beam down to earth, yeah, if it caught the reflection, if it was something that could catch the reflection of a sun, I do think that it could magnify it and, and burn, burn something, you know what I mean, or burn a hole in something we don't want a hole in, you know what I mean. Hawks, disgusted. Disgusted. I'm disgusted to, with everything. He wants me to blame Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, I'm joking. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the thing is, is that if, if he deserves the blame, then give him the blame. I mean, the thing is that I think it's uh, a lot bigger than any one person. It's, it's a whole... There is... There is theories that his family, his his old man, stole Tesla's documents out of the safe. So you never know. You never know. I wouldn't put anything past that 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 family. I mean, the thing is that they're the con artists and, and shell gamers from way back when. I know all of them though. I know all, I know all politicians. Were we just talking about all politicians being that way? Can't really choose a favorite, can you? Well, I don't. I mean, I consider all... And it's funny because when people say, oh, Donald Trump's not a politician, I'm like, yes, he is, because he's the president and that's a political office. I mean, using that kind of uh, explanation is like saying, well, George Washington wasn't a politician because he was a farmer before he became president. But becoming president, he became a politician. There's a a theory once that... That if a man like Donald Trump, who had money to, to put himself in office, 
even if you don't like the man himself, the act of what came of the fact that somebody that wasn't a politician rose up to become president. If that, that, that's not him. That's what you have to look at as, as, as an independent American person, because if he failed and I, nothing, I, I don't care about Donald Trump, but if he failed, if he was just another, if he was a millionaire, billionaire, whatever the fuck he is, that while put in that position, if he, if he didn't do it, I don't think anybody else in the future would ever do it. And so the fact that he, was able well, to do it is a good thing that maybe somebody that is positive and wants to do a real change that isn't a politician, they'll actually attempt it now because they've been proven that, hey, you can actually get in without being a politician. Well, I mean, the thing uh-huh. is that he can he got in because he was backed by the Republican Party. I mean, He's if beloved. you remember... He was beloved from The Apprentice. Oh, hmm. please. Bullshit. The anyway. Apprentice got him to win. Yeah, that apprentice is a huge part of him winning. Well, I mean, for for perfect example is I mean, yeah. if, I mean back. Um, I mean, anyone remember Ross Perot? Yep. Okay. I mean, he was now he was a a, a self made, you know, uh, millionaire billionaire. Okay, he, he was like he was like Forrest Gump that wasn't good at paddle ball. Well, the thing is now. Now he was now he was one of those that wanted to you know and and actually if he became president I think that you know he could have actually made good changes. Well, he's he one had, of those. He's one of those guys everybody likes but never actually has a chance. Like that, Bern, like Bernie Sanders. How everybody loved Bernie Sanders, but they never let him be the president. Yeah, but instead they let you know Donald Trump, who's a bully, narcissist, and. A like I said, you got to be evil to sit in that chair, man. Yeah, but no I mean, good, the, no good-hearted person is oh, going to be able to. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you're, you're saying that the whole thing about him making it, you know, will convince other millionaires or billionaires, possible to, good-hearted people, possible good-hearted people. But but, but by what you're saying, that negates anyone with that position and money. And I also because feel that Hawkman the, believes that anybody with a certain amount of money cannot be a good person, which I do feel that there are people that are trillionaires that probably are good people. You just don't hear about them. Yeah, yeah. Hawkman well, thinks anybody with more than – if you have more than uh, – I'm saying when you are up at that position, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you were so un, uh, uh, like divided and unattached from – what everyone else is dealing with, yeah. that you can't seem to understand or relate to the struggle of someone who, you know, has to struggle to, you know, either put food on the table, keep a roof over the head, you know, and all that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, I mean, it, 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 it's, I mean, that, that's how it is. So, but you saying, you know, becoming a politician, you know, you know, you have to be an evil to become a politician to begin with. So, I mean, yeah. the thing is that so you don't any, believe in retribution. Anyone you don't who believe in being after getting that presidency job, then everybody then change turning over a new leaf. That don't happen. No, oh come on! I really doubt that. Uh, I mean, the thing is that even That's if they come in with good attention, as soon as they get you know that real taste of power. Yeah. The ability to do whatever they want without any real consequences. I mean, yeah. heck, 
I mean, the only question is how bad they're going to be. Are they going to be, you know, uh, they're going to be bad, 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 bad. If they're going to go, you know, Alex, I got a question for you, real quick. Yes, let's let's jump back into the topic we're talking about. Let's get back. Let's rail it back in, but rail it back in real quick here. Okay, Bubby. All right, is it true that Harp can create a hole in the ionosphere? Now, the scientists would tell you, absolutely not. Any, uh, you can do a bonus episode at the end, talking about who you love and hate. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. The effects created by Harp. <laughs> and I mean that with all the love in the world, man. Fuck you. Oh, uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, um, I love you to death, but... I yeah, love you to death. It's okay. Absolutely not, the scientists would say about you loving me to death. Yeah. Um, they would say absolutely not. Any effects uh, created by harp are insignificantly compared with the normal and natural day-night variations that occur in the ionosphere every day. That's just them saying don't worry about it again. The theorists will say in a burst lasting only a few minutes, harp will not uh, will not burn a hole. It will produce a long tear slicing through the ionosphere like a gigantic knife. Heart pumps tremendous energy into the very delicate molecule, molecular configuration that constitutes the multi-layer of the ionosphere. We're getting to a point where the theory is, the, th- the conspiracy theorist uh, answers are more scientific than the scientists. <laughs> the scientists are just like, nah. They've been nah. out science. Yes. What military? They're right there. They're getting tired. The question came too late in the day now. They're getting shorter answers. So, yeah, I'd have to agree with them. You know, I think they say, you know, a real quick thing isn't a big deal, but, yeah, it could be. You know, a split second. You figure a split second of the sun, you know, the actual fucking heat of the sun Hitting Alexander Hawk over there for a split second is still going to be the end of the road for him. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And plus also, I mean, okay, it's like a small tear. I mean, I mean, we've been having a problem with, you know, a hole in the ozone layer for how many years? It goes back. Yeah. It goes back to the stone thing where it's like, it's a a small tear, but yeah, a small tear can rip into a bigger tear. You know what I mean? I I mean, perfect example. You take a little pebble, you go to your windshield and you just uh, toss it, and it makes a little, you know, little indentation. You keep right. on driving that car, that crack's going to keep on getting bigger and bigger. I mean, if you're going to tear into something, yeah, I might be a little tear, but, I mean, as, as time goes on, that little tear will get bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, the Let's thing use, is... Let, when, what, to, uh, for an example of tear, how about we actually use a tear? Instead of a pebble, my friend. What are you talking about over there? So you got a tear in your jeans. You rip the crotch out of your jeans. Give me the fingernail. (laughs) Ripping the crotch out of your jeans, and it slowly tears into a big problem. Now it's your whole fucking pant legs tore up. I still like my pebble analogy better, so fuck you. Let's say you have a full pie, and you wait four pieces of pie. No, you <laughs> okay, okay, what kind of pie? Are we talking apple? Are we talking pumpkin? I need to know what fucking pie fucking we're talking pie, about. Pebble pie, kid. Pebble pie. Okay, pebble Stone pie. pie. All right, moon pie. Ooh, I like moon pie. Moon pie, kid. Moon glorious. All right. Um, 
Next up, uh, the conspiracy folks won that one, I think. Um, next up, can harp interfere with radio communication? Um, the scientists, I, I know they're going to lie already. I can feel it because they've already admitted to it before. While some interference has been noted in the area of near uh, Gacona, the program is committed to achieving compatibility with all other users of electromagnetic spectrums. That's alien life and other, other uh, you know, government powers. Interesting. That's their deal. So the, that's, you know, can it enter, that, they don't really kind of answer the question. They say, yeah, they, they, they didn't say no. They didn't say yes. Yeah, they danced around that one a little bit. Because they know that they did, they admitted to it earlier that that yeah. in the same way we talked about how them being like, well, it's not a it's not a military thing, but we're using it for the military <laughs> communication. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not using it to uh, decapitate that person over there, but we're making it so we can decapitate that person just by other means. We're just giving them a close shave, yes. not decapitating. We're just giving them a close shave, shave uh, and a haircut, shave and a haircut. Everybody go check out Boombastic Cast, Blue Cows, White Rabbits with Gary K. Wolf, creator of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit in general. Okay. Um, conspiracy theorists would believe that harp can be used to wipe out communications over a very large area. Specific beams can be established to form a network or, of communication to serve shadow government or New World Order agencies, even though the rest of the world's communications are disrupted or shut down. I mean, we've, we've all been in, like, the wilderness or weird areas where you can't get cell phone service. So if that if you just happen to be far, farther enough around away from a satellite, then definitely them just shutting the satellite off would be would be would eliminate all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which they could do. They could just shut that. So like if they realistically, if they if they just said let's shut down the all the cell phone satellites, AT and T, you know, fucking. I was gonna say singular, man. That hasn't been around in ten years. The um. But if they just shut down the if all the phones satellites went down, nobody would be able to communicate. You know, you lose ca- your cable, your internet. Now you're going back to a weird, uh, you know, before before fucking civilization type time, where everybody's just wandering around looking for. I can see the zombies like in, walking in the streets looking for phone service, look trying to get bars on their phone. You know what I mean? Getting run over by cars and shit. Um. So yeah, you know. I, I lean more towards the conspiracy theorists on that one. They got more of an argument. The other, the the, the scientists at this point are just like, nah, we're not, we don't want to talk about it. We're going to give you a little small runaround answer. Um, are there ha- any health hazards posed to humans by harp? I feel scientists lying heavy in this next one. Um, none. Lying right off the bat. None. The electromagnetic fields measured at the closest public access uh, to the site are lower than those existing in many urban environments. You know, you know, hmm. you take when they did, um, which I mean, that could be that could be true, but still not good. You know. Yeah, I, I'd like to see readings from the police. Yeah, I like what what these 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 urban environments. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit. Um. Scary. And the fairest, you know, fields measured to the closest public access to the site are lower. 
So yeah, again, they're not again they're not saying yes. Well, they said none actually. Yeah, so they did say no, but but uh, if they if they if they were really sure on their answer, they'd say none, and that'd be it. Mm. <laughs> they, won't to, they won't have to go none, and this is why none. Um, and the conspiracy theorists say the system could easily be developed for manipulating and disturbing human mental process through pulsed radio frequency radiation um, and potential applications of artificial electromagnetic fields are enormous. Harp is the most versatile and largest radio frequency radiation transmitter. Electromagnetic systems can provide coverage over large areas. They are silent and can produce mild to severe psychological disruptances and perpetual distortion and disorientation. Now, you take into consideration shock therapy, where they would shock, send shock waves into people's brains to fuck them up. This is the same exact thing, but not in a hospital fucking doctor's office. You're now just walking down the street. That's kind of the vibe it has, where if you were to take... You know, to, to answer this, it's like, yeah, the shock therapy that they send into your brain is fuck, can fuck with you. But, like, this is kind of the same deal, along the, and it, or it could be used in the same way. You know, these waves that they're sending out could very possibly be the same thing as these shock waves that they send out. They're just not as close. So maybe they're not quite fucking you up have, as heavily as uh, they could be, but they're still kind of... I think that scientists have an opinion on things where they know everything's bad, but they think there's an overall end game that's good that they don't mind breaking some eggs to get to. And they also feel they take on the whole thing of you going out, just breathing in the air is bad for you, all the chemicals and shit in it. You know what I mean? People, you know, do all types of crazy things that are good for them. You know, so they're taking that aspect. I think they're looking at it as like humanity don't take care of themselves. So why do they care that there's this other bad shit fucking them up? Because they're fucking themselves up. I think that's the take that they do. And they, they justify all their actions with that. So they can go towards their bigger picture, bigger end game type deal. So that's like the overall opinion of the scientists is just, you know, they're, 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 they're people of doing tests and such. So they just look at people kind of almost like. Yeah, they want results. Subject. Yeah, they just want yeah. the results. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just looking at it as like guinea pigs. I mean, it's, I like, it's like what we talked about. Uh, I think it was on the last episode where we talked about, um, you know, uh, some uh, Nazi scientists being mm. brought over and, and, you know, of course. Supposedly, they're you know checking, making sure they aren't part of any major war crimes. But you know, there's a lot that obviously you know were that were just smuggled in, and the end result was you know the um, you know our government was more about you know the scientific in- advancement more than how they got the information through the uh, for the advancement. I yeah. mean, it's it's kind of like. Well, you know, we didn't do these awful experiments, but these people did. But they they learned some good stuff, so we're going to just bring them over and learn from them. We didn't do the bad stuff. They did the bad stuff. But, you know, we're going to bring them over and learn from them to help us do the good stuff. Knowledge is power, maybe even more powerful than weaponry. You know what I mean? More yeah. than a gun. Knowledge is more powerful than a weapon, than a, than a gun in your face. And knowing is half the battle. There you go, puppy. G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, and it is. I but, think they, but, 
The same way that you'll look at some, like the same way that somebody would walk down the street and look at somebody and going, okay, they're eating McDonald's. They don't really care about their life. I think that that's how they look at people where they go, well, if they don't care, then why should anybody else care type situation? Yeah. And then of course, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people, and especially I think those, um, uh, some of those that are scientists getting the whole thing is, like you said, the end justifies the means. I mean, Part, yeah. if, we, if we learn how to elongate our natural lifespan, but it causes the death of, you know, so many people, you know, in the law, in the end, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it because we're able to learn how to elongate the lifespan of the human race, even though a lot of other people had to suffer for it. Yeah. I mean, part of that job is probably figuring out a way to, um, you know, not different reasons for you not to feel guilty for what you're doing. You know what I mean? If you can justify that they don't care, then you shouldn't care. Then it'll make your job a lot easier. You know what I mean? So even if they don't really believe, I think they'll make themselves believe certain things that are, you know, like a delusional thing. You know, making whatever helps the day go by better is what they believe. A lot of people do that. Will harp be used to generate extremely low frequency ELF transmissions? Uh, the scientists will tell you no. Previous experience at other facilities has demonstrated that it is uh, possible to generate a small, useful ELF signal through ionospheric heating. But any ELF produced in the ionosphere at around 100 km altitude would be 11 million times weaker than the Earth's normal background field and 1 million times weaker than the level at which researchers have noted biological effects. They're throwing around some big numbers here to throw everybody off. Uh, yes, when, when you don't want to answer the question, just throw out big numbers, confuse everyone, and then run away. They got around 100 km would be to 11 million, and then failed 1 million times weaker. They got a lot of ones going on in that situation. One because they won the game. The That's their way of telling you they won the game. They just want you to know they won. That's it. We won. We won. <laughs> we won. You lost. We won. <laughs> pretty you much lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, won. 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 Will be coupled with ELF to replace the submarine communication system in use today. The combination will also be utilized to transmit specific brain frequencies to urban areas to undermine the mental health of the population. That's interesting. You know, if, if mental health has gone haywire, that's more medication they can sp- sell for. You know, as well as there's po- there's 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 power in that as well. If you can mm-hmm. get you can get someone's mental health out, yeah. Easy to attack them. Easy to get them to second guess themselves. Easy to get them to fall in line. You know. Hey, who are you? Where am I? Who am I? Who are you? Oh no. Yeah, I mean, it's more of using depression against people. Depression floats. It's one of those things that floats in the air like the flu. You know what I mean? If there may be, you know, crazy to find out maybe there's more to it. Depression's almost like a man-made thing, and the frequency out there to get get in your fucking head upset you. You know. It make you uncomfortable, you know. If you frequencies could just make you feel uncomfortable in your own skin, that'll make you depressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, conspiracy theorist. Let me see here. Uh, the heating. So the 100s, the conspiracy people. Um, let me finish that. Uh, systems in use today. The combination will also be used to transmit. We got all that. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, to undermine the mental health of the population, New World agencies could use HARP to beam EFL waves to, for anger, suicide, hysteria, lust, paranoia, or depression in order to make any population easy prey for invasion. So there you go. Uh, I believe that. I believe the conspiracy theorists on that. Definitely. If they, you know, to figure out... Mental health is so huge right now that, it, you know, they... They've been daily. They've been trying to treat mental health with hallucinogenic stuff recently, which is cool. And they, it's very interesting. And the hallucinogenic, and you know, we're doing research on the MK Ultra stuff and delve into how the government was looking into witch doctors because witch doctors in the back were able to heal people of weird ailments. They were also able to kill people through. Um, like get almost giving them like curses, you know, and the whole deal of the, the witches, you know, you have black magic because you have for anybody out there that gets wants to listen to some great crazy shit on witches, you can dive into an episode of mostly ghostly called Witches, Bitches, and Hoes. Uh, sounds very funny. Insane Shane McCain uh, telling stories about dealing with two witches, and it's a weird deal because what happens is these witches give him some. He's given a curse. But he has to be given a gift. And if once he accepts that gift, you know, you accept the curse. And that goes all the way back to old ancient times, you know. And then you almost, and you know, I was reading on research of the government, we're looking into certain things like this. So the black magic, the black arts of things. So if you could figure out how these witches would pass off a curse, then you as a government would be able to pass off that curse to maybe somebody you wanted to die or you know, have bad luck, you know what I mean? Whether it was a competitor or, you know, another foreign leader that you had beef with, you know what I mean? Or maybe just to uh, get the crabs. Or just to get, you want to give some of the crabs for laughs, you know what I mean? Bill Clinton and his pals and Epstein, they give each other the crabs for laughs before they gave, they gave Epstein the ultimate crabs. The fucking, you know, Hawks dribbling all over himself. Don't worry about the crabs. <laughs> That's what, that's what somebody does. They sent the frequency over into your head (laughs) to get that going. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. And I wouldn't put it past those. I think that that, I think that the, the, what they went with, with that anger and the suicide and the hysteria and the lust and the paranoia and lust can be, can drive a man crazy too. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, grab that vibrator, man, and you got me going nuts. Yeah, paranoia. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing. You know, lust is a crazy deal, and they do. You see a lot of porn and sex cells and stuff, and you see thing. You see this. You know, the very sexy something, and you want it, and you can't have it, and that makes you depressed. You know what I mean? Like these are all. These are all like legitimate claims. I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are all like legitimate things. Hey, hey, dude, dude, I'm depressed twenty four seven, man. What can I, say? I think everybody is doing like you know it, it, coming out of COVID. You know, people are in a depression because of COVID being held up in the home, and I think there'll be another depression coming where like everybody is all excited to get out, but now they're going to have to re reface these people that they the people that they didn't like. They're like, okay, yo, I can't wait to go see people again. 
but then they're going to be reminded of the people that make them not like people. You know what I mean? So it'll be like a weird flooding mm. of like uh, different emotions um, as well as people will be getting back into the thing of, I think that everybody was kind of soft with each other and friendly and cool with each other. And, you know, even police weren't pulling people over. You weren't seeing police pulling people over heavily a lot during COVID. You know what I mean? They don't want to get sick, but now you're going to see, they're going to have to make up for that lost time. So you're going to be seeing shit like that. Um, people just aren't going to be good to each other, unfortunately. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the burden of humanity is that they're, unfortunately, sometimes people aren't good to each other. They're, they're, they're you know. And yeah, the downside of humanity is uh, humans are assholes. You know, mm-hmm. those things. But you blame the human or do you blame the cage that they're rattled up in? You know what I mean? That's the How question. about we blame both? Despite all Hawk's rage, he's still just a rat in a cage. You know what hey, I mean? hey, hey, man, what can I say? I'm just gnawing on my cage trying to get out. All right. All right. Well, you know, I got a question for you. Will heart be used for military purposes? You know, the no. scientists. They, uh, yeah, they said they said there's no way the military was used for this. <laughs> uh, the scientists say harp is not designed for military purposes. Okay, uh, <laughs> <You fucking> assholes. <laughs> the consortium of the. Yeah, I mean, it's not designed for it, but yeah, they use it. <laughs> it's, it's it's not it, it's like the vibrator isn't designed to pleasure a woman, but you know it does a good job at it anyway. Mm. The phone was first designed to be a hammer, but then they figured out they could talk on it. So now it's the phone. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, Any tool is a hammer. <laughs> Any tool is a hammer. That's true. Yeah, unless unless, it, unless it's a flathead screwdriver, then it's a chisel. <laughs> And then it's just a hammer in a smaller way. The construction of the universities has declared that HARP meets the requirements of world-class research facility because the Department of Defense, the DOD, operates numerous communications and navigational systems whose signals depend on reflections from the ionosphere and or must pass through the ionosphere to satellites. There is obvious DOD interest in the program. So, yeah, they're saying um, it's funny that they start off with saying not so much. And then at the end, they're like, but they would love to use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. They don't use it, but they would. Sure. Oh, boy. Yeah, would they yeah, love yeah. We, we love to play with all those uh, magical gadgets. Yeah. They'd like to. They sure would like to. Um, and the conspiracy folks, you know. Uh, they like to say that they state that HARP publicly gives the impression that the program is primarily an academic project with the goal of changing the ionosphere to improve communications for everyone's good. But the DOD is seriously investigating the uses of HARP for weather control, climate disruption, polar ice cap melting, earthquake engineering, and brainwave manipulation. You know, the fact that they got an um, it's housed in all these universities and stuff, you know, is a great cover for it being an educational thing. But yeah, we all know that in these bigger, bigger science labs of these universities, it's tougher to get into and more secretive than, you know, CIA stuff. You know, you got to have card clearance and badges and all that to get into certain uh, university uh, scientific, you know, badges? research labs. We need no stinking badges. Of course you need badges, man. 
going some UHF. We're talking about all different types of VHS and VHUs and all that. I'm glad you brought UHF into the situation. Badgers. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of like, that's where we end up with their, their take on it. So, Mr. Lally. Yo. We'll start with you. What's your take? What's your take on harp and weather manipulation? Uh, you know, the site they're at, and the, like, the site they're at, uh, it's definitely a cover for something. The, the technology, I believe, is there, but not at that location. Uh, other than that, um, for all we know, half of the shit that's been going on in the last two fucking years could be caused by this shit. It's true. You know, you got, uh, who's to say this COVID wasn't blowing around in the air? You know what I mean? It's possible. What The best way, if you were to, if you were to involve, I mean, if you were going to spread something like that, the air would be, it would be important to get a good gust of wind going. You don't want to, mm. do, you don't want to drop it on a day where it's just going to stay in one town. You're going to want to drop it in during a time where the wind's going to blow it over a couple different states and figure out the, the problem later, you know what I mean? Alex, what do you think, bud? What do you think on all this stuff, all this craziness? What's your take? Well, the thing is that, like I said, I I believe that they're definitely looking into it, and there's a lot more um, uh, research and time being put into this. Like I said before, the only thing is I don't think they've gone to a point where they – can use it as a scalpel. I think they can. They they can use it as like a bludgeoning weapon. So if they're like, "Oh, we want you to do this," and and the country says no, then they you know uh, cause a tidal wave or something like that. I where you know they can do massive destruction. I don't think that they can say, "Oh, um, I want to take down this building with this you know guy I don't like." But they can take out the city block. I think that the thing is, I believe that they can possibly do that. I just don't think they're at a point where they can control it as much as you know one will like. It, it ain't a drone strike. It's yeah. not like yeah, it's it's uh, it's a blessing weapon. If you want to, you know, send a message to another country saying you know don't fuck with us. It, that's that's how I see it. If they have created it, I mean, I believe that their father in being able to do that, then they claim. I mean, where they are position-wise uh, in the technology is a question, but I definitely think that that it'd be more of a, a like I said, a big bludgeoning weapon to you know show a sign of force than you know, oh, uh, let's take out the president with an earthquake. It's like they got when they get that text, you know, when you got beef with another another country and word comes over the wire to don't forget to pack a towel. You know what I mean? Like that's where it'd be. Like you know, you got that text, it's like don't don't forget to pack a towel and then a half hour later you got this like three hundred foot tsunami coming to your fucking building. You know what I mean? And then the only people that know 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 what's going on is like the people that got that beef that know what the story is. But I, yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely I, think that there's, huh? Well, I was going to say, I mean, unfortunately, I I wish I could say that, 
they would care about the collateral damage, but I, I have a very low opinion. As long as they accomplish their goal, how many people get hurt in the process is, as, as they would like to say, it's a cost of doing business. Yeah, even collateral damage is, you know, nowadays, whenever there's a tragedy, they're, they're, they always try and make something positive of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to speak, you know what I mean? So like... Even the collateral damage of people getting killed be, can be either pu- pushed into a, th- these people did that, now we all need to hate these people, or, oh, I, you know, you know, a re-election thing or something where, oh, I, you know, I can't believe this happened on my watch, I'm so heartbroken, and I can't believe it, and now, you know, people soften up to this person because, oh, they have a heart when they really don't, you know what I mean? Mm. There's all different reasons for the collateral damage to, you know, it's only collateral damage to us, yeah. you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean just, yeah. I mean, yeah. how many times uh, do people uh, hit uh, soft targets uh, to, you know, uh, prove a point? And 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 the thing that always blows my mind is like, you know, when someone wants to go after like like a country or you know a group of people that they believe have, you know, wronged them or uh, uh, hurt them, they never yeah. go after those responsible. They always go after those who have no no dog in the fight. They go after those who are trying to just live their life and as, as their way of saying, well, you know, th- this is our response to it. And it's like if you have to understand, you know, the, the the civilians have nothing to do with these decisions, okay? And if you yeah, really if actually kill, care about the situation, you go after those who actually are the ones making the decisions. I feel so, like if they kill, if they go after the people making decisions, I almost feel like that's e- either they're opening up a can of worms they don't want to open up, or the whole fact of if you kill that, there's no negotiation to happen after that person's dead. So, like, you kill that person's people to let them know the seriousness of the situation, and yeah. then you negotiate with the person and yeah, say, do you want that, more of this that, to happen? Yeah, but that would yeah. only work if the people care, the uh, people in charge cared about their people. They don't. Well, it, it eventually becomes more of a more of an, uh, an image thing, a, more of a, you're going to let that happen to your people more than them caring about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean honestly... Because they I, care I, more about their image in the media and around the world that every... All these, whenever you see all these different people pop up, you know, in different countries and the presidents and dictators and shit, they're always these fucking, think they're celebrities and they, all their people fucking worship them and shit and they're all on their high horse and stuff. So yeah, like, <clears throat> I don't think they care about those people. But I think in the overall thing of they'd laugh at each other, you know, the way that, oh, your your fucking people are being just destroyed in front of you by other people like other other dictators or whatever would laugh and be like, you can't even control your own fucking area. You know what I mean? Like, that's what would bother them. The fact that they're losing control of their area, not the fact that these people are dying. Mm. They don't care about the people, but they're the fact that their image of not being able to be man enough to control their area or not having a grasp on the situation that it's out of control. And now they, they can't handle the situation and that would attack their ego. That's why they're bothered by it. Not, they don't care. Like Saddam Hussein kills his own people. You know what I mean? We do too. Everybody does it. It's a, it's a, 
they do it for, and they do it for sympathy, either for sympathy or for a power play. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate, yeah. but that it, this stuff happens every day. You know, but with the the harp thing, I do think they're trying to maneuver. They're trying to get it figured out. I agree with the Alex. With it might not be quite there yet, but it could be. You know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, things. the thing is, this is all Who's speculation. I mean, I mean, who would ever say? Any, yeah, without who would any ever admit to it? Be, who would ever admit to it being able to do what they wanted to do when what they wanted to do was something horrifying? You know what I mean? They're like the scientists. They'll just dance around it. It's one of the crazy things. But yeah, but it, I think it is a thing that they're looking into. Um, I do think it's kind of the future of wars and stuff like that, you know, because there's no blame. You you know, they rewrite write history all the time of all the bad things that we've, every country always rewrites the, the history of the bad things they've done, you know what I mean? And I think that this is kind of... Uh, you know, it's their way of being able to where with, with social media and all that in the, in the way that these people are celebrities and care, not about the people, but care about how people look at them and think of them. You know, I do think that in that realm, um, you know, th- th- there's that there's the uh, fucking, I lost my train of thought, but, um, <laughs> Mm. That's okay. Yeah, Catch I do. the next station. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. But I do think um, you might want I to just had the thought too. What's great is I had the th- I was like touching fingers with the thought, and then you said that, and I lost it all over again. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Butterfuko, you fucking animal. The um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so the opinion, the, you know, they, 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 those people, they, 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 you know, they care about their ego and stuff like that. And um, I don't even know where I was going with it. You killed me, Hawk. You fucking murdered me. <laughs> they cared more about that self image than what actually the problem is. Yeah, they care about the self image and like they would let people, folks die. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was going with something. Hawk said, I think I was trying to go against something that Alex said, but. Yeah, all that, all that, all that and more. You know My I mean? mind manipulation whooped on you, Matt. Yeah. It's true. It is true. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, they could be going for something like that. And, oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. With the way the, me- the media is and stuff like that and everybody's in the light, they're not going to want to – nobody wants to be the dude that drops that bomb anymore. Because they do want to be looked at like, even though they're evil people, they want people to look up at them like they're good people. So them blowing up a fucking other country is not going to look good for them. But if they can figure out a way to have everybody die the same, just the same, but not blame them, that's the future of it all. So that's where it is. That's where we land. But yeah, I think the harp thing is very interesting. They're definitely dabbling, you know, even if you were to go into the paranormal, you know, spiritual field of all these people that dabble and open up these portals, not knowing what they're doing and not being able to know how to close them and leaving them open. I think this is almost in the same realm. It's like they're, they're fucking with things that they shouldn't be. Um, That could, the weather, I mean, if they, you know, if they mess up huge and they completely destroy our the way our weather is and send everything out of fucking where you know California turns into fucking Antarctica and the East Coast is fucking so hot that 
you can't even go out of your house. You know what I mean? Because they wanted to try and fucking make make something easier for them, like or make a couple extra fucking bucks. Like they're going at it for stupid reasons. For I feel that yeah. uh, like, like the problem that could come from it is way bigger than fucking the goal of what they're trying to get. You know what I mean? It's weird. But anybody else want to say anything in closing? I'm good. Alex, you want to talk about how much you hate Donald Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I don't hate Donald Trump. I think he's a great, great guy. Horp. If you you believe that, I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. You You got Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura was big on the harp. You know, he's a dude that... Uh, depending on the day, you know, I, is how I feel about him. He can be a little too much and too crazy sometimes, but he's right. He's on point sometimes. Hey, hey dude, he's a sexual tra- uh, uh, T-Rex, man. He's a sexual he's, T-Rex. You better believe that. He's, yeah. He's, you know, in a world of predators, you know, he's a sexual uh, uh, I ain't well. got time to bleed, man. I ain't got Classic. time to bleed. I wanted to bring up Jesse Fentora for two seconds. Just because I know he talks so much about this stuff, he should be he should be uh, mentioned. The first time I ever heard about Harp, it was Jesse Ventura talking about it, and he's funny. He is a funny dude where he's tapped out, but like some stuff makes sense, and he gets so passionate about it. I love how yeah, passionate he, he gets. Yeah, yeah. Which you got you can you can you can never you know belittle a person for having passion about stuff. He believes that's what it is, and he he has a voice to be able to speak it. People, you know, they have to listen whether they want to or not because he's at that level. And uh, he's taking his time to do what he thinks is right, you know. So more power to him. Uh, we'll see how it ends. We'll see how it ends for him. Wow, well, we'd love to get Jesse on this show. That'd be the shit. We'll have to reach out. We'll get all the good people on the show. We'll, 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 we'll transfer him over we'll, through the heart program. Hey, <laughs> hey, maybe we can get Randy Quaid also. Yeah, I doubt. Yeah, Randy Quaid is he a political dude or is he just crazy? I don't know. It's up I to think you. He's just crazy. Well, hey, I think we're all a little crazy down here. Last time I heard about Randy Quaid, he was supposed to show up at a convention and blew him off, if I remember correctly. And that was a convention, so I'm sure he would blow us off, and not the way you're hoping. Aww. I think the last time I heard about him when he was uh, making that video pretending to fuck his wife to like yeah. uh, to spite Obama or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Dude, "What the crazy. fuck? He's nuts." Yeah. yeah, they made him leave the country. I think he was so crazy. They said, "You <laughs> need to get the fuck out of here, buddy." Take that yeah. plane and fly it into the spaceship, asshole. Get out. And then poor hey, Dennis Quaid. I'm back. See, Dennis Quaid had to pick up the pieces. That's why he walks like an old man now. You know. But with that being said, we uh, we hope that tipped uh, tip the old iceberg for y'all out there, the peak the interest. Uh, very interesting stuff in here. We went over a lot of it. I'm sure there's other stuff out there uh, in deeper dive situations, but this is a good starter point. So if you were interested, definitely – uh, check out some more info on this. And also check out all of the other episodes of Behold the Pill podcast and the other shows on the Boombastic Media Network. You can find them all on Spotify and Amazon, uh, no, 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 Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, they're at. And we have the YouTube 
Boombastic Media YouTube page uh, where you can see video forms of certain episodes. Not of this show, unfortunately, but of uh, Boombastic Cast and Shock Treatment TV. There's also a Patreon page, Boombastic Streaming, which you get. You can get in tune with everything we do, podcasting, films, the television, YouTube shows, the whole nine. Support for low money. Uh, but hell yeah. Go out there, subscribe to the YouTube page, like the Behold the Pill podcast Facebook page, share with your friends and families, even your enemies if you want. Hell, change, change the world one person at a time. So, with that being said, we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Behold a Pale Podcast. Looks like rain. Weather. At its best, it can cleanse and renew. But at its most extreme, it can destroy everything in its path. There are some who think the idea is not as preposterous as it seems, especially when considering that even today, many world governments are pouring millions of dollars into research designed to manipulate weather. I think weather modification has definitely been an ongoing endeavor of governments all over the world for decades. St. Louis Arch appears to be an experiment in weather modification. The harp device appears to be an experiment in weather modification. Who knows what the Russians or the Chinese are doing? There's some sort of technology out there. There's been lots of work in the field of weather control. Using silver iodide inside of thunderstorms to decrease the size of hail. That goes on in many parts of the world to alleviate that problem. They're always firing rockets into the atmosphere in China to manipulate the weather. But is this a good idea? You wonder if you could steer a tornado. What would it take? Even a nuclear weapon might just nudge it. If even that. One challenge with that is your shockwave is going to be hard to focus, perhaps, and it might cause the damage you were hoping to avoid with the tornado. I would be looking at how much can I control or change local pressures in the atmosphere near and around the tornado. These are forces at work that could wipe out major cities. And we're finding out every day new things that we've never seen before. So maybe the lesson learned here is we shouldn't meddle with forces that we don't really understand because we may not like the result.